Hello and welcome to Pro-Life Activism from Creation to Death. This program is intended for all those who want to create a culture of life in the United States. Uh, we bring you up to date each week on what's going on within the pro-life movement, particularly uh, this year and what's going on in Congress, because there seems to be a lot of anti-life activity going on in Congress that we need to know about and in many cases take action about. So we're going to be talking about that today, along with a number of other things. But before we get into all of that, I would like to ask you to say a Hail Mary together with me to ask the Blessed Mother to shower God's graces on all those who are involved with or listening to this program so that we will receive the message that she wants each of us to get at this moment. And so if you would join me, please. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much for saying that prayer with me. It is always a good idea, whenever you begin a new activity during the day, to ask Mary to shower God's graces on what you are doing. And that's why we begin each of our programs with that Hail Mary. Yesterday was the 104th anniversary of the first appearance of Our Lady at Fatima. Our Lady appeared at Fatima to three children and over a series of, of months uh, revealed to them a lot of, of secrets, uh, revealed some very projections as to what was going to happen in the world, a lot of which has come true. Uh, the one I want to focus on today, because I think it's it's very significant, particularly in our time, is during the apparitions, which took place from May through October on the 13th of each month. Right During those apparitions, Mary showed the three children hell. Now, there's a lot of people in our world today that, that deny the existence of hell. Oh, no, no, there, there couldn't be a hell. God would never create a hell. There, there could not be one. Well, there is one. And if you read the Fatima story, you will know that, the, that Mary actually showed the three children hell. And, and of course, they were shocked by it. And, and there are accounts that, that some have written on it. But it exists. But Mary also revealed an important piece of hell. She said... More will go to hell over sins of the flesh than for any other reason. How do people wind up in hell? Well, Mary told the children it's because of sins of the flesh, sexual sins, in other words. Now, you look around in the world that we have today and what is going on in this world and what you see everywhere are sexual sins. All kinds of things happening. I mean, people, you know, very few people are getting married anymore. They're all living outside of marriage, hooked up with their partner because nobody wants to call them a husband or wife anymore. It's a partner engaging in sexual sin. You have Planned Parenthood out there pushing all kinds of contraceptive devices to prevent the natural effect of having sex from happening. And then when it does happen, killing the children in the womb, you know, all of this is going on. And we look back 104 years and we say, Mary told us 
that sexual sins are the worst kind of sins. They are going to be the cause of most people going to hell. And as you go about your daily business, and even as you listen to some of the things we're going to talk about here on the show today, I want you to remember that. And it is a fitting week to remember that because, as we said, yesterday was the 104th anniversary of the first appearance of Mary to the children. So with that said, I want to turn our attention to the United States Senate this week because there are things going on in the Senate that are just absolutely horrendous. We want to alert you to what I consider to be three of the most dangerous bills in the United States Senate. I'm going to name those bills for you. I'll give you the number of the bills. right. I'll tell you just a little bit about it. We're not going to go into excruciating detail on it. But I want to I want you to understand that this stuff is real. Okay, It, it is out there. It is being voted on. In Congress, maybe even as we speak, because uh, the three bills I'm going to mention today can be called for a vote at any time. They're just sitting there waiting. The people who are pushing an immoral agenda are just waiting for the right time to bring it forward. Okay. So the bill number one that we're going to talk about briefly is Senate bill number one. Okay. There was a House version of this bill. It was House bill number one that has already passed the House of Representatives. So now it is being considered in the Senate. It is Senate bill number one. And if the Senate were to pass this bill, it would then be sent to uh, Joe Biden for his signature. And he has already indicated that he is anxious to sign this bill. Okay. now, so what is Senate bill number one? Senate bill number one is basically, uh, first of all, it's called For the People Act of 2021. That's the name of the bill, the For the People Act of 2021. And basically, it is a federal takeover of the election process in the United States. Right? It is dictating to every state in the nation how elections have to be run and what it can be required and what cannot be required of people who vote And it is basically simply opening the doors to our election to anybody who happens to walk in the booth that day and vote. They they don't have to be registered. They don't have to do anything. They don't even have to walk in because they can send absentee ballots, maybe several of them. Okay, it is ripe for voter fraud, but it's being hyped as something that the people need. Now, to give you an idea, and we're not going to go deep into all the things in this bill, but to give you an idea, Georgia passed an election law uh, earlier this year that everybody is upset about company. The Major League Baseball moved the All-Star game out of Atlanta because Georgia passed this election law. Okay, Uh, big name corporations like Coca-Cola are uh, condemning this election law. Now, what does this election law say? Well, one of the things that everybody is upset about is that when you go to a polling booth to vote, You have to show an ID. You got to say who you are and and prove it. And that's what they're upset about. They're upset about a lot of other things, too. But this is the kind of thing that they're upset about. Showing a voter ID, showing a a driver's license is what all you'd have to show with your picture on it. Now, you know, if you went to a bar and you wanted to get a drink, they'd ask you for an ID. In most states, if you go to a 
grocery store or convenience store and you want to buy a pack of cigarettes, you need to show an ID. If you want, if the police pull you over while you're driving, they're going to ask for your ID. Showing an ID is simply normal operations here in the United States. And if you don't have a driver's license, every municipality will issue you an identification card so that you can show it when appropriate. So showing an ID when you go in to vote is nothing more than you have to do to buy a pack of cigarettes. And yet it's being condemned. Major League Baseball moving its all-star game because of things like that. That's what the For the People Act, Senate Bill Number 1, would do. It would take total control away from the states, and there would be a national rules on elections, which there are not in the United States today. Every state can set their rules based on you know, their conditions. The state of Rhode Island, for example, our smallest state, has much different conditions than the state of Alaska, where people are spread all over the place, right? Our largest state, right? Twice the size of Texas, right? It's right that different states have different rules, but that's not what Senate Bill 1 would do. It would take that away from the state. So it's a bill that, that you know, people are fighting, and it's a bill that, that is trying to get passed in the United States Senate. And we're going to tell you some ways that that, that can be stopped, but I want to just mention quickly uh, these three bills. So the first bill is Senate Bill Number One. The second bill is Senate Bill Number Three Nine Three. Senate Bill Number Three Nine Three. This is the Equality Act. Right? That's what it's called, the Equality Act. Now, what does it say? The description of the bill. If you went to the congressional website and you looked at what it says there. It says the bill prohibits discrimination based on sex, sexual orientation, or gender identity in areas including public accommodation and facilities, education, federal funding, employment, housing, credit, and the jury system. The bill then defines and includes sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity among the prohibited categories of discrimination, gender identity. I mean, all, all these things are brand new to, to this kind of a bill, right? Gender identity says, are you a male or a female today? You can change your mind. You, in fact, you can change your mind every day and maybe a couple of times during the day, depending on the situation. You just say, well, I'm a female and you have to be treated as a female or I'm a male and you have to be treated as a male. And the bill prohibits an individual from being denied access to a shared facility, such things as restrooms, locker rooms, and dressing rooms in accordance with the individual's gender identity. So if you're a guy walking down the, the halls of a school and you say, hey, I'm a girl today, you can walk into the girl's bathroom, you can walk into the girl's shower room. And by the way, the other way too, if you're a girl, you can say, well, I'm a guy today and walk into the men's showers or whatever, okay? That's what this bill does. Bill 393, the Equality Act. Everybody is equal, not by any definition, just by what they're thinking. Are you a boy or a girl? Well, we don't know. We have to ask you every day. And we have to ask you what pronouns to call you by. He, she, whatever. This is a very, very dangerous bill. You talk about sins of the flesh. Well, you can imagine how many sins of the flesh get promulgated because of this bill. So that's bill number two. 
right? Senate Bill 393, the Equality Act. And finally, there is a desperation effort on another bill that is called House Joint Resolution 17. It's now in the Senate because it passed the House already. All these bills, by the way, have passed the House of Representatives, where the Democrats have a majority. And they're now in the Senate. Some of you of my listeners may remember that back in the 1970s, there was a very dangerous proposed amendment to the Constitution of the United States. It was an Equal Rights Amendment. The Equal Rights Amendment says men and women are equal and you can't discriminate based on sex. Okay, And the amendment actually passed the House and the Senate and it went to the states for ratification. It had to be ratified by the early 1980s, and it never got ratified by the right number of states. And so it disappeared. It died. Well, they're bringing it back, but they're, they're bringing it back not in a way that is unconstitutional. What they've done is they've introduced the bill, and they say they want to go back to that 1970s bill and remove the deadline for ratification so that additional states need to ratify it again. Additional states need to ratify it which means all they need is a few additional states and they're going to declare it was ratified. Now, they want to ignore the five states who initially ratified it and then took their ratification away. They, they want to ignore those. They just want to get this Equal Rights Amendment into our Constitution. It is a very, very bad bill. Okay, So these are the three bills, what I call the three most dangerous bills in the United States Senate. All these bills have passed the House of Representatives. All these bills have, Joe Biden has indicated that he would sign all these three bills and they are now in the Senate. Now in the Senate, there's an equal split between Republicans and Democrats. There's 50-50, right? Which means you could come up with a tie vote, but if you have a tie vote, then the Vice President of the United States casts the deciding vote and the Vice President of the United States is a pro-abortion person named Kamala Harris. Okay, so you know, and she's a Democrat, so you know where she's going to vote. So if you get a tie vote, then it's going to pass with Kamala's vote. And so what we need to do is, is to win the vote or stop the vote. And in the Senate, there is a legal way to prevent a vote from happening. It's called a filibuster. Right? Now, a filibuster in the Senate, basically, um, historically, the United States Senate has a tradition of unlimited debate. You can debate for as long as you want. Okay, And historically, people would just keep debating, 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 debating until somebody said, okay, let's pull that bill. We're not going to vote on that one and then get on with the rest of the action in, in Congress. Um, these days, it's become a little more civilized, if you will. In that the filibuster can be declared, we're going to filibuster this bill and we're going to talk about it. And the Senate can end the filibuster if they get 60 people to vote in favor of ending the filibuster. Ending the filibuster is called cloture. And if they get 60 votes, they can end the discussion and they can have a vote. Okay, well, the Senate is 50-50. So in order to proceed with a vote, they would have to get 10 Republicans to vote in favor of cloture so that a vote could happen. And right now, it does not appear that they have enough votes on any of these three bills. But you never know in the world of politics what's going to happen. 
you never know what deals are being made behind the scenes. And so what you need to know is, is that these three bills are significant. They are very important. They are going to spread a culture of death and a culture of sexuality across this United States. And we know what Mary told us about sexual sins. They lead to hell. And so as, as Catholics, as Christians, we need to stand up and we need to defeat these bills either by an outright vote or by use of the filibuster. And I encourage all of my listeners to contact your state senators, the senators that your state sends to Congress, and let them know you do not want these three bills to pass. The three bills, once again, Senate Bill Number 1, the For the People Act, Senate Bill Number 393, the Equality Act, and House Joint Resolution Number 17, the Equal Rights Amendment Deadline Removal Act. These are the three bills. And your voice needs to be heard on all three of these bills. And we need to do it now because, as I mentioned at the beginning, these bills have already been passed by the House. They have already been introduced in the Senate, and they can be called up for a vote at any moment. And we need to protect our country, and we need to protect our children, and we need to quash this whole gender identity. God created them, the Bible says, male and female, he created them. He didn't say, and then you have the option of choosing either one at any time you want, multiple times a day if you want. No, you're created male or female, and then you go live your lives, except in today's world where they're trying to confuse everything. And we have these, these alphabets, the L, B, G, T, Q, whatever. No, male and female. That's how he created them. So I started doing this program on Radio Maria eight years ago this week. So this is my eighth anniversary here on Radio Maria. And so I'm going to invite you, everybody, everybody that's listening, send me an email and ask me questions, whatever question you want to ask. Okay. Uh, obviously, this is a pro-life show. This is a, a show about not only abortion, but end of life. Uh, topics, mercy killing, euthanasia, all of that. It's uh, We can get into the subject of, of transplants and organ transplants or whatever. I don't know where, where your thoughts are or what your questions might be. So if you would send me questions, we'll accumulate them and, and we'll get them on this show, either a couple of week or maybe have a show just for the questions that have come in. We'll, we'll see how things go. Now, the email that you send it to is jsedlak at all.org. So it's J-S-E-D-L-A-K at all.org. Okay. Send me your questions, whatever your questions are, right? Send me your questions about life, about abortion, about uh, pro-life activities, whatever it is, just send it to me. We'll collect up the questions and we'll work on them during the shows and get you answers to the show over the radio so that everybody can hear your question and can hear the answer. So we encourage you to do that. Just send and, and in the, in the uh, topic, in, in the subject line of the email, just put questions. That's all you have to put. So questions in the subject line and then ask me your question and we'll stack it up and we'll get it on the show and you'll hear the answer to your question here. 
And if it happens to be something very, very personal or you're needed to answer urgently, just indicate that in the email and, and how I can get a hold of you. And, and we'll do that too. Okay, so questions at jsedlak at all.org. And we look forward to hearing from you. When President Trump was in office, he passed a, what is called the Protect Life Rule for the Title X Family Planning Program in the United States. And the Protect Life Rule basically prohibited any abortion providers from getting any money from the Title X program here in the United States. Um, they just said that anybody who does abortions cannot get this money. Uh, that went into effect in 2019 and has been in effect. Planned Parenthood actually withdrew from the program and lost about $60 million. Well, now the Biden administration is trying to put it back in. And so there, there is a proposal to do that. And I'm going to give you a couple of numbers. And so if you have a paper and pencil handy or you can get one, um, I want to give you a website that you should go to. And I want to give you a number that you will need to have when you get to that website, because for the rest of this weekend into Monday, May 17th, you can comment on the proposal to allow abortion providers to get Title X money once again. And your, your comments must be reviewed by the federal government. And so the more people that write comments, the longer it's going to take before everything is reviewed. And if enough people write, they may just say no. You know, we're not going to do that. All right. So if you have your paper and pencils ready, the website that you need to go to is very simple. It's regulations.gov. So regulations, plural, R-E-G-U-L-A-T-I-O-N-S, regulations.gov, G-O-V. Okay. You go to that website, regulations.gov. And you will see a search panel right in the middle of your screen, and you enter a number. Now, the number you enter is 0937-AA11. Okay, so let me repeat that. It's 0937- dash, a dash being a hyphen, A. A one one. All right, a third time now. Zero nine three seven hyphen AA one one. Put that into the search engine and just hit search. And the next page that will come up will it will say on the page make a comment. And you can click on make a comment and then you can put in whatever comment you want and then submit it. And that's all there is to it. And you will see on that second page that you get that says make a comment, you know, the, the, uh, the name of the, the, uh, the bill that they, they, they want to change. Um, and, and you can make your comment. And basically your comment should be, we don't want any changes. We don't want abortion providers to get Title X money. And Title X, by the way, is written title and then a capital X. It's the Roman numeral 10. Okay. So it's Title X money, right? And that's it. That is very, very simple. You can submit your your uh, uh, comment, any comment you want, all right, and and put it in there, and they will acknowledge to you that they got the comment. You'll get an email back, right, that they got the comment. And so, 
Uh, I encourage you to do that. The end of the comment period is this Monday, May the 17th. So you have to the end of the day on Monday, May 17th to make your comment. Uh, go to regulations.gov, put in 0937-AA11 and uh, make your comment. And I encourage you to do that. It is very, very important at this time that we get a lot of negative comments about this bill. And so that's that's your action item of the day, if you will. Please do that. It is it is really necessary. Uh, your other action item of the day is to support Radio Maria because Radio Maria supports Mary, supports her message, and obviously supports her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, whose ascension into heaven we are celebrating under the traditional rules, the Ascension Thursday would have been yesterday, okay? In most dioceses, if not all in the United States, they've moved the celebration from Thursday to the following Sunday. So this Sunday in most of the dioceses in the United States is Ascension Sunday. We remember today the end of Christ's earthly life. He will come back. He's promised to come back. We don't know when. But that was the last time that he appeared on earth, was on the day of the ascension. Now, I always ask the question, when was the first time Christ was on earth? And everybody says Christmas, and they're wrong. It was March 25th, the Feast of the Annunciation. That's when Christ took up residence in the womb of Mary. That was his first day on earth, March 25th, not Christmas. Christmas was the day he was born. But he had been on earth for nine months, just like all of us, right? Yeah, and, and, and the nine months, you know, is, is variable. It could be, you know, eight months and three weeks. It could be nine months and two weeks or whatever, right? But, you know, we, we say nine months because that's the, that's the average. We were all alive and on earth nine months before our birth. In fact, there are countries around the world where your birth, where your, your creation day is celebrated nine months prior to your birthday. And that's accurate. That's true. And you can't imagine it here in the United States, but there are countries that actually recognize that and recognize that in the individual human being's life. And wouldn't it be great if we got America to be that way? If we got America to value human life, if we got America away from this abortion, away from killing babies in the womb, something that would have been unthinkable 100 years ago, today it's a right and they want to kill more. Right? They don't think enough are being killed. They think there's an overpopulation problem, which is there is not. I'll be back next week to talk more about pro-life and pro-life activism from creation to death. And we will end our program the way we always end our program. And that is by asking our Blessed Mother, Mother of God, spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. 